whether it's in a conflicting moment or whether it's in, in a joyous moment, really tuning into our emotions. And we can really only tune into our children's emotions when we're tuned into our own. Welcome to another episode. I'm so excited to have you as we dive in and talk about the mindset of parenting. This episode is all about how becoming a parent can change everything, how it can impact mental health for some people, why this can happen, and the constant juggle of running a business as a parent. Michelle shares her story of how becoming a parent forced her to face herself in a way she never had before. We talked about her mindset journey through entering into motherhood and how she started her business to help other parents show up in their journey the way they really want to. I'm so pleased to welcome Conscious Parent Coach Michelle Dassinus to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining me on Mindset Mastery. How are you? I am awesome. Thank you very much for having me, Rach. I'm excited to chat with you. Awesome. I'm very excited. You're the first person that I've had on the show to talk about the topic of parenting and all the mindset around parenting. And firstly, I just want to ask you, what exactly is a conscious parent coach? Tell me all about what you do and what your business is. Yes, sure. So I I will start by saying that a lot of, there's a lot of advice there out on the internet and the world and in media. And a lot of the information out there around parenting is around the rhetoric of my child is doing something wrong. How do I fix it? And in my role as a conscious parent coach, I really help you understand that your child is already perfect as they are and it is our role as a parent to use this opportunity and accept this invitation through parenting as an opportunity to grow to grow ourselves to deepen our relationship with ourselves, but also to deepen our relationship with our children and I think another thing that I'm really passionate about passionate about within conscious parent coaching is that it really comes back to looking inwards and finding our own inner compass and relying on that to help us make our decisions as we guide our children through our journey as a family. And so that's the short answer of what conscious parent coaching is. And that's what I do in my business. I help others um, work through some of their Um, own childhood situations that come up, their own um, childhood stories, so that they can start showing up in their parenthood in the way that they want to. Awesome. So it all starts from within. Yes. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about your background and how you first came to start this business. So I guess this really starts when I became a parent, when my son was born. And I tell others that motherhood was where I met myself for the first time. And the reason I say this is because becoming a parent really cracked me open. It was a really intense experience and it forced me to face myself in a way that I hadn't before. And so this all sounds very um, intense (laughs) 
what it felt like at the time was just things are falling apart. I was really struggling with a lack of sleep. I was really struggling with having this little being in my life all of a sudden that I was super responsible for. And he wasn't doing any of the things that the book said. He wasn't sleeping at the times that the book said that he was going to sleep. And, you you know, it was all, it felt like a real, like I was in a really big pressure cooker. And if I can give you a little bit of background as to why this is such a big deal, I, I grew up, living a life where I was always trying to live up to others' expectations. And I grew up trying to live um, my life according to what others had wanted for me. And the reason this happened was because my parents, when I was two years old, they had actually migrated to Australia from Malaysia because they wanted um, a different lifestyle for me. They wanted opportunities for me that they didn't have. And so, of course, um, this led to me um, fulfilling that expectation. So I, I did it all. I went to a good school. I got a bachelor's degree. I got a master's degree. I traveled. I got married. I bought my first house. I had a really stable career. And this all looked great on the outside, but inside all along, it felt like something wasn't right. And this kind of dissonance led to depression in my adolescence. It led to anxiety in my 20s. And so you can imagine if, as I bring you back now to this point where I've had my son and all of a sudden I'm having to advocate for the things that I believe in and tell other people, hey, um, no, I don't want to do it your way. I want to do it my way. This was, this was really hard for me. And this is why it felt like I was being cracked open. Um, and then on the flip side, things went on and I felt like I was gaining strength and I was starting to really step into, into myself and into my power. And then my daughter was born and my son was two when she was born. And it was a, it was a totally weird experience because I, I realized that what I felt towards her was not the same as what I felt towards him. And the way that I was behaving towards her was different to how I was behaving towards him. And he really struggled with this change um, in our family dynamics. And he started hitting out a lot during play dates. Um, His sleep was getting even more disturbed than it was before. And I was finding myself getting really angry and I was yelling all the time. And, um, before I had become a parent, I worked as a pediatric occupational therapist and I worked as a teacher. And so my whole career has been around working with children and working with families. And I was thinking to myself, Michelle, get a handle on yourself. You know that this is not the best way to do this. Why are you acting this way? And this is where I, I discovered conscious parenting. And I discovered that it wasn't about, parenting wasn't about my child parenting was about me and I started doing this work on myself. And that's when I realized what a massive impact the minds, our mindset has on our parenting journey. So when you started doing this work, what did that look like? Like where did you um, first discover conscious parenting and then how did that change how you showed up as a parent? a great question. So I found the book by Dr. Shafali Sabri and it's called The Conscious Parent. And as I read that book, it was, it felt like 
it, it felt like I had read this information before. It felt like a deep knowing that I already had. Everything just resonated with me so deeply. And I thought, oh, this is why, this is why I feel this way. This is why my, my logical mind is telling me to, to do certain things and be a certain way. And yet my, my body and my behavior is not reflective of that. And so even just in reading that book, I realized I just, it allowed me to take a step back from myself and look at the, the big picture. It allowed me to step back into my childhood and kind of understand what was, why there were certain things triggering me in my current life, in my relationship with my, with my child or with my children and where, where its origins were. And even that kind of minute shift in awareness that changed everything for me. That really changed the way that I was starting to show up. And it was really inviting me to step more into presence, step more into attuning with my child and with myself as well. And for me, as we know from my story, starting to trust myself, that was where things really, really shifted. And so of course, I started doing this work on my own. I started seeing shifts in my family, but I wanted more. I wanted to know more. And that's um, when I decided to get a parent coach and learn more about what I could do to start showing up the way that I wanted to, showing up the way that my children deserved and needed me to. And um, that was just such a crazy, intense, beautiful experience. And I thought, this is what this is what I want to do. This is how I want to help other people. That's awesome. So you said um, after you read the book that you felt like this knowledge was already there as something like this deep knowledge, but you still couldn't quite act on it. Why does that happen? Oh, well, there, there are a myriad of reasons, but for me, my personal uh, situation I think it was well I know it was there are these patterns that kept playing out in my life these patterns that originated from childhood that that were conditioned in me that were present at a collective level and when these situations are so deeply embedded in us deeply embedded within us it can be really hard for us to break those patterns until we become aware of them Mm. So when we do become aware of them, what is the first step that we need to take to start to work through those patterns and replace those habits with something that we want rather than like falling back on the pattern automatically? So what I would say is to treat this as an excavation. <laughs> so get into it. And it's not going to be um, a lovely journey sometimes it is but it's usually painful you will have things come up for you that are uh, things that are really uncomfortable things that you don't want to deal with things that you didn't even realize were there but this is your opportunity to really face those things and to um, treat it with some forgiveness treat it with some compassion treat it with genuine authentic love 
and thank it for the role that it has played in your life that has allowed you to be at the place that you are now. And this is the first step of healing it, recognizing it and clearing it out so that you can make space for what you want in your life. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So now moving on from that, you're helping other people with this stuff as a conscious conscious parent coach. So what does that look like when you work with families and parents? So usually families or parents will come to me with a challenge and the challenge, as I said earlier, will be something like my child is exhibiting X behavior and I want this to change. What can I do? I'm confused. There's so much information out there. And while I can definitely uh, help my clients with these tools and adding new tools on their tool belt, things like looking at brain science, um, looking at how we can build emotional intelligence, how we can co-parent and how we can engage with our kids through play. These are all really important aspects of being a parent to our children. But the work that I do really does focus on, as we've been speaking about, looking into our past, really understanding ourselves and using the parenthood experience as an opportunity to deepen our relationships. And so part of this is going back into our intuition, getting comfortable, attuning to ourselves, finding our inner compass and using this to guide us. And so what I want to say though, is that in the parenting space, there seems to be this idea that there are gurus or um, we go to these gurus for advice. And what I want to say is that um, while it is helpful to have these uh, people to look to for answers, this can sometimes replicate or create this feeling of, of I need to be a perfect parent, this feeling of I need to attain some sort of per perfectionism. And for a person who's a recovering perfectionist like myself, this can be very dangerous. And so what I'd like to say is that through my work, I really do stand with parents shoulder to shoulder and guide them and ask them those really hard questions. That's where the magic to all of it really is, is in that self-reflection and asking ourselves those hard questions. And, and that's what I'm there to do. Mm. And um, yeah. Mm. Let's talk about perfectionism. Um, because obviously there is no such thing as being a perfect parent or a perfect anything for that matter. Mm -hmm. And so what happens when we're, you know, reading all these books and looking at all these, like you said, gurus or um, people online who look like they have the perfect family life and we're trying to measure up to those people. And what happens when we strive so hard for perfectionism when obviously there's no such thing and it's just doing you know the right thing for us and our family what happens to our mindset when we're going through thoughts like this well anytime that we're looking for outside of us for validation anytime we're looking externally to us for the answers this can take a real hit on our mental health um and i mean that's one of the ways that it can and i think the reason why this can be such a a tricky situation is because parenting can really take us by surprise because it truly exposes our vulnerabilities. So we might be um, in our professional lives, very successful, 
or we might be in our social lives, so much fun and just having an awesome time. But then when it comes to parenting and I'm sure many of us have heard this phrase, our children just know how to push our buttons, but it's not that they're purposely pushing our buttons. It's that, that we are, this relationship has suddenly exposed the parts of us that really, that we needed to look at. And I think as well, in terms of perfectionism, we, most of us will show up really wanting to do a good job. We really give ourselves so fully to this kind of role and this kind of this life job that we can get trapped in that illusion of, I need to do this perfectly. And this can happen in the most insidious of ways. We might, may not even realize that, um, that that perfectionism is showing up. And one way I like to, one question I like to um, ask my clients is what bristled you about the way that somebody else was parenting their child? Why did that create such a reaction within you? And that's like a nice little clue to say, hang on a second. It's not what that parent's doing with their child that's bothering me. It's what I think that what commentary that is having on my own parenting and then we can start kind of going deeper into the layers and um, looking at our unresolved issues and our triggers Mm, mm. so what are your thoughts on introducing mindfulness like once we've um, worked on that within ourselves introducing that in our family and with our children as well absolutely I think it is key and I think it is I don't think it's ever too early to begin with our children. And there's one thing that I want to say too, which is that it's okay for us. It's okay for our children to see us in process of that. We don't have to fix it first, right? Because this journey around mindset, this journey of transformation or healing, it's not just a linear process, even though that would be so awesome if it was. But it's, (laughs) it's it's this thing that just keeps revolving and I kind of liken it to a spiral. We're kind of ascending along the spiral and everyone, you know, at any point along the spiral, we are coming back to something and learning another lesson about it. And so um, I think that if we can instill these mindful practices with our children from the get-go, it really positions them in a place to empower themselves to do the same thing. And it's a really it's a simple but difficult process. And I say this because it's really us attuning to the present moment. It's us dropping into this moment right now and being present. And that can be so challenging for some of us who are so much living in the past or in the future. Mm, Absolutely. So what are some practices that you can do um, with your whole family and with your kids to start that mindfulness journey together? I believe it really is just being present in that moment and attuning to what is happening with them. Because what happens, uh, what I see with a lot of in the parenting world is um, what activities can I do so that my child will have a growth mindset? What activities can I do so that my child will be a mindful person? And while it's awesome, there are a lot of really awesome activities out there. I think it, it's just about reeling it back in and keeping it simple and just showing up and connecting at a deep level with our child or with our children or with our family by giving them the gift of I'm here with you. 
I see you, I hear you, I feel you. I, I'm here to hold you through whatever it is that, that's happening right now. And through this gateway, we can, fi- we can find a lot of joy as well. And whether it's in a conflicting moment or whether it's in, in a joyous moment, really tuning into our emotions. So, and we can really only tune into our children's emotions when we're tuned into our own. But um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good place to start. Just observing our children's emotions for what they are without placing our projections on them, without placing our own fears on them, just observing it for what it is and then taking steps to support, support them through it. Mm. And our kids watch and observe and learn from stuff that we do probably more than things that we just tell them. So if we have that process and mindfulness practice ourselves and kids can see that that's going on, would you say they would probably be more inclined to want to participate in that um, and do that as well from watching their parents do that? Yeah, absolutely. Because we become a product of, of what's the norm. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're doing mindset work, you know that you're choosing a different path. You're choosing to look at yourself as a whole. And when our, when we model that to our children and they like that becomes normal for them. So absolutely. Awesome. So let's talk about running a business as a parent, which you are doing now. Um, so how would you say it's different running a business compared to when you were in your roles as a teacher or an occupational therapist? It's a totally different kettle of fish. So <laughs> I'll preface this by saying that before I became a parent, I had zero interest in ever running my own business. It just seemed so overwhelming to me to want to do that. And the reason I thought that, and now I know, is because business is, is like a baby. Having a business is like having a baby. It has a life of its own and it requires your nurturing. It requires your presence. It requires your attention and your effort. And like parenting, it requires you to look at yourself and it requires you to, to show up, to keep showing up, to keep that strong mindset and to have a, have a real handle and have a look at the stories that you're telling yourself. And so I think that the main difference between life before I had the business and after having the business is really um, this lifetime commitment to, to always, to, for it to become a part of my life and for it to, to, to take a life of its own. And also there are those seasons, right? There are, it's not the same as, showing up to work and doing my work and then closing my work for the day and coming home there it's, it's always on our mind. And as a parent, we can't always um, be available for that. We really do. If we are working on being present within our relationships at home, we really do have to set those strong boundaries and stay, stay focused on what we can say yes to what we can say no to and really stay focused on what are the tasks that I can do to move my business forward today rather than get stuck in those little busy activities that I probably would have done when I was working for someone else. Mm, There are those 
the 20% tasks, whereas the 80% <laughs> tasks take you away from the really valuable work that you need to get done and you need to focus on those 20% tasks to actually move your business forward. Mm-hmm. Would you say that there can sometimes be an element of guilt where you feel like you can't give enough time to your business because you want to be there for your kids and then you feel like you can't give enough time to your kids because you want to show up in your business? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> How do you juggle that? There is that guilt there, Lumi. And I, I would say the answer to that is recognizing that the reason I chose to do this business, the reason that I decided to do this was because I wanted to show my children that if there is something that you want and it's meant for you, then go and get it. Right. So. I would say it's been really um, strict with myself about where my boundaries are and when it is time for me to be with my family that I'm fully in that role, I'm fully immersed in that role and I'm fully showing up as mum and then when it's time for me to be working on my business to focus solely on I'm sitting down and I'm focusing on this now and the beautiful thing about my business is that it all kind of interweaves with each other because my business is my life and my life is my business and the work that I do for myself in showing up in my own relationships every day is really complemented by the work I do and vice versa. So that's a lucky bonus. Mm, Yeah, that's awesome. So talking about helping other people in your business and it, you know, it's basically full integrated in your life. Um, what do you do for yourself so that you can show up for yourself and for your kids and then for all your clients? This is a great question. I have a beautiful exercise on my website that you can access actually, if you'd like to go through this process that I use myself, but it's really about recognizing that I need to fulfill my needs as well as being the person to support others in fulfilling their needs. And that was a hard journey to get to get to this point of recognizing that and really owning it and not feeling guilty about that because that's something I know that a lot of moms, a lot of parents feel guilty about taking time out for themselves. But what I will say is that it's not about, you know, it's it's nice. It's nice to have the spa days and the massages. I love those. But it's really about looking at caring for ourselves and our ne- on a needs level. So what do I need to replenish myself and nourish myself? What can I do to lift myself back up again so that I can really show up as my best self in my business and in my family? Yeah, because I just think there's a lot of stuff on the internet. Again, just showing self-care. It is like the the glamorous stuff, but Mm. real self-care is not really about that, is it? (laughs) No. And sometimes it's not even about the actual activity that you do in self-care. It's about the moment where you decided that I'm worthy of receiving this. It's the moment that you decided I'm going to ask this person for help because I really need that right now. That for me, those little, little segues, that's what the real self-care is. Mm, Absolutely. So what are some of the biggest things you've learned for yourself going through this journey? Is this the business journey or the parent journey? 
let's let's talk about both let's start with the parent journey for you as a parent where do you what do you feel like you've learned or where do you feel like you've grown the most I think in parenting I've grown the most in realizing that I cannot control everything and that it's actually not for me to control so my biggest lesson in parenting would be surrender I would say Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tell me more about that can you give me some examples yes well as a person who uh was very organized and very routine based (laughs) in my own life when you're suddenly met with a little child who's breastfeeding on demand and goes to sleep whenever they want to right it's um it was a real challenge for me to realize that i can't control every aspect of my child's well-being and I'm really, I have to say, I'm really glad that I learned this um, at such an, at while, while my child was at such an early age, because I know that if we don't start looking at these patterns at this early time, we, this can then shift into us projecting as our children grow and we actually um, lose the illusion of the sense of control more and more because our children are with us less. They go to school, they meet friends, they, Um, meet teachers they engage in relationships and if we are holding on with such uh, white knuckles onto trying to control them and to control how they should be and how others should be to them it doesn't really allow for the true nature of life to unfold it doesn't allow for the real essence of life to unfold really Mm. And talking about projecting, like what happens when we are projecting our own feelings and emotions onto our children? We can start to send our children the message. We might not be consciously doing this, but we might start sending the message to our children that they are responsible for whatever it is that we are feeling. So if I can give an example of... um, a child who is being teased by their peers at school and the child comes home and says, mom, these people are teasing me at school. And the mom's fears are little spidey senses are prickled. And we say, Oh my God, what does it mean if my child is getting teased? What does this mean for the child? How dare that child do that? I'm going to go to school and I'm going to go and fix this situation that is us projecting on on our child our own fears and our own insecurities when really this is actually a beautiful learning experience for our child to navigate how to deal with conflict in real life and it's actually a perfect opportunity for us to not jump in and try and control the situation but for us to do what our child really needs in that moment and what they need in that moment is empathy That's a really great point to bring up. Can you talk to me a little bit about empathy? Well, it begins with really authentic listening, I would say. It begins with that active listening of of just hearing what our child is saying and not being too quick to jump in and judge it or not being too quick to jump in and and try and liken it to our own experiences in our life or anything like that. It's just to step back and listen and look at it mindfully and let 
every, let it all come out. And at this point to offer authentic empathy is to say to them, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. And, and whatever the situation may be, you are feeling upset because X, Y, and Z, is this right? And really spending a bit more time um, in this area. And sometimes parents may not want to do this because actually it's so uncomfortable for them to see their child in such an uncomfortable emotion. But the worst thing we can do is to teach our children to brush that aside because then they are not really allowing themselves to feel the full expression of that emotion. The best way we can support them is to give that empathy, to listen without judgment as best as we can. By the way, I just want to say, if you listen and find yourself, find that you are having judgments come up, don't be too hard on yourself because to have judgments is to be human. It's really that you are recognizing that this is happening and you are allowing yourself the space to grow and you're holding space for your child as well as they're going through these emotions. Mm. So the whole situation can really be a learning experience for you and your child as you observe their situation and their emotions and what they're going through. And you can also look at yourself and see your own emotions and yeah, be aware of um, how you're reacting to that as well. Absolutely. Well, let's jump back and I'll ask you that other question about how you've seen your business grow and what you've learned. Um, how long have you been running your business now? Actually, I didn't ask that at the start. Um, well, it hasn't been that long, like a year. It's mm. been a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started my business really because I wanted to create freedom for myself and for my family. I wanted to be able to do things on my own terms and I really wanted to be able to be available to my kids um, and have that set up before my children went to school. However, as time has gone on, I've come to realise that this entrepreneurial journey has been very similar to the parenting journey in that it has allowed me the opportunities to look at myself, to look at my mindset to really dive in deep and see what is going on underneath there. Why is it that I'm showing up in my life in this certain way? And what can I do so that I can show up the way that I really want to? Mm -hmm. And so I've really um, just the most beautiful opportunities have come my way through having this business. And one of those opportunities has been to do something that I've wanted to do for a long time um, since I was like a small child in primary school, I always imagined that I would uh, be pub- would, would publish a book. And as time has gone on through the connections I've made and the people I've met and the stories I've heard from other parents and other people, I've, um, I'm now working on co-writing um, a chapter for my first published book. And that's just been a really uh, experience that I didn't expect to come from, um, from having a business. And another beautiful thing that's happened um, is I've suddenly attracted just the most incredible women into my orbit. I have met just the most beautiful people online who are doing their own things and they're really focused on, on growing 
themselves as well. And that led me to an amazing opportunity to be a mentor within the Enlightenhood Collective. Uh, and this is an educational platform. It's a community for, for spiritual mothers. And that has been another beautiful surprise. And so I guess this comes around back to your question before of um, what have I learned in business? And I think it's also around that surrender and that control. Like what beautiful things can you invite into your life when you just step back and allow things to flow to you? Mm, that's awesome. And yeah, congratulations on the book. That That's really great. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> Do you have any advice you could give other parents who are thinking of starting a business? Oh, this is a great question. I would say choose something that feels really aligned for you because this business is going to be your other baby. You are going to be giving your blood, sweat and tears to this and it's got to be something that feels right. And I don't mean that when I say aligned, I don't mean like know the next 10 steps that you're going to take. I mean, when you think about doing this and you close your eyes and you get peaceful and still with yourself for a moment, does this excite you? Does this make you feel free? Does this make you feel like, yes, doing this is allowing me to access a part of my creativity or doing this is allowing me to open up more channels to me if this is the feeling you get, then, then this is your clue that this is the right choice for you. Mm -hmm. And I have another thing I want to say. Oh yeah. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought of it. And I heard a really, I heard a really cool quote before I decided to start a business and it was leap and the net will appear. And that has helped me time and time again, as the business has progressed, those are the things that have, you know, taking that step outside of my comfort zone has always brought me closer to the things that I enjoy about having this business. Mm, that's great. No growth can happen if we stay in our comfort zone. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. So do you have one final specific message that you want to tell parents? Yes. I want you to know that your child is already worthy and whole just by being born, just by coming to this earth, just by merely existing, they are already worthy and whole. And there is nothing that you need to do to change or do to them or, you know, make bend them to your will. There's nothing that you need to do in that way. If we can just honor their true nature and honor their authentic self that that's what we're here to do and I also want to say that you dear parent you are already worthy and whole you were born with this same gift and so don't be so hard on yourself you can always come back inwards to find the answers that you're looking for everything that you need is within Mm, that's great advice I actually had one more question that oh, sure. to go to before this, but do you think that anyone can really be prepared to become a parent? <laughs> I love this question and the answer is no. <laughs> There's no way. So I worked with kids. I worked as a teacher. I worked as an occupational therapist. I worked with families and educators. 
I saw children every single day and it was my job to help them in their development. But nothing prepares you for the emotional ride of becoming a parent. But I want to say too, it's one of the best rides ever. <laughs> best <Awesome>. ride. <laughs> that was fantastic. And Michelle, you also have your own podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what people could expect to listen to that before we go? Yes. So this, uh, my podcast is called the Conscious Parenthood Podcast. And at the moment, I uh, have a series that I'm recording with my fellow parent coaching buddy. Her name is Jessica Crescenzi. And the series is called The Mother's Roundtable. And here we are really having those real raw conversations about the struggles in parenting and how we can navigate these with a conscious approach. And uh, some recent topics that, that we focused on are perfectionism in parenting, which is something we covered today. Also maintaining boundaries during this time of pandemic and treating our child as, as their own person. So yeah, it's, it's a real casual chat. Um, it's pretty much like if you came over for a cup of coffee and we had a chat, so <laughs> come and check it out. That's awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. And I will put a link to that in the description of the podcast. Do you have anything else you would like to share with us before we wrap up? No, just, I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me on your show. You're welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. In quite coincidental yet perfect timing, Changemakers Volume 4 featuring Michelle as co-author came out yesterday. You can check it out through the link in the show notes and also connect with Michelle via her website or her podcast through the links below as well. Thanks again for joining me. And if you are enjoying the show, it would mean so much if you could leave a review before you go. I can't wait to see you next time as we continue our journey together towards mindset mastery. Remember, we are only limited by what we believe we are limited.